Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran here in Warren, Oregon. We are continuing our Lenten walk with Mark. Today we're in chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Holy Week is nearly upon us, as it is in our scripture reading. Back in chapter 8, Jesus first announced his impending death. And this was when Peter rebuked Jesus, and Jesus rebuked Peter right back. In chapter 9, Jesus tells his disciples a second time that he will soon die in Jerusalem. They are terrified into silence for the moment. Then they begin arguing with each other about who is the greatest. Now in chapter 10, Jesus tells them a third time that he is going to Jerusalem to die beginning at verse 32. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit upon him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise again. And again, the disciples do not get it. Now, in today's text, we hear James and John asking for special places of honor beside Jesus when he receives his glory. Then the rest of the disciples get upset about their selfish request, most likely because they did not think of it first. Right now, Jerusalem does not seem like a good idea. The disciples try talking Jesus out of going there. They try ignoring the impending course of events. Now they want to bypass the ugly part and focus beyond this week. 
okay, Jesus, you say you have to do this. You are knowingly going to walk into a death trap. But once that's over and the glory of victory showers you, we want to be part of it. You know, we've been with you since the beginning. So as soon as the mocking and flogging and crucifixion part is over, we want to be right there with you, right by your side from then on. See, the disciples see a theology of glory. Jesus offers a theology of the cross. The first disciples, and we current disciples, see things through the eyes of the world that we live in. We are focused on upward mobility. In psychiatry, this is referred to as the dominant impulse, the basic drive of human life. Our first cry as a baby was a bid for attention. Children ask life to grant them first place. And unfortunately, parents and grandparents too often fulfill that request. As adults, we like to be praised. We want recognition. We want to be important. Housewife has become a derogatory term. We no longer have secretaries. We have administrative assistants. A garbage collector is a sanitation worker. By the way, the job still smells the same in the summer heat. Do you hear someone brag of the title executive officer? Oh no, it's a chief executive officer. We like to see our name in print. We buy cars we cannot afford in order to be noticed, to feel important. And don't the marketers know it? In order to be a man of distinction, you must drink this whiskey. Want people to come to your party? You better serve this beer, this brand of potato chips. If you want him to choose you, wear this perfume or this lipstick. Do you think people whiten their teeth, plump their lips, and get hair implants for their health? Those who do not find a way to harness this instinct end up pushing others down in order to push themselves up. They will spread vicious gossip to pull someone down. They will put their name on someone else's work in order to get the promotion. And church is no different. Medieval popes competed with kings over territorial control. Today, we have clergy who will not consider a potential call because the pay package is not up to their standard. Some clergy wear robes of red velvet or rich purple capes with gold brocade to elevate themselves. But Jesus never does life according to the world, does he? Jesus tells us, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus was saying, who do you think you are, that you seek to elevate yourself? that you want to come out on top in some imaginary ranking. I am God incarnate, and I seek only to be servant of all. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. This is the countercultural kingdom of God. The example we are to follow is not the Lord enthroned at God's right hand, 
but the Son of Man who gave up his life for this world. True authority is marked by self-giving service. James and John may have been thinking of being with Jesus in glory, like Moses and Elijah were at the Transfiguration. But the reality is that the only ones to be at Jesus' left and right were the bandits crucified with him. Instead of a race to the top, Jesus insists on a race to the bottom, the prize of servanthood. The world glorifies upward mobility. Jesus professed downward mobility. Jesus came to be a suffering servant, to die for the sinful and gather the lost. His downward mobility reveals the love of God. Are we willing to shed the dreams of upward mobility and live in the wonder of God's work here and now? Such actions are not demanded of us. However, Jesus calls us to follow, and the Spirit guides us in unfamiliar paths that call for self-sacrifice. God blesses us with abundance that we may give it away. I would like to close today by quoting the ending to a sermon on this text written by Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr. If any of you are around when I have to meet my day, I don't want a long funeral. And if you get somebody to deliver the eulogy, tell them not to talk too long. Tell them not to mention that I have a Nobel Peace Prize. That isn't important. Tell them not to mention that I have three or four hundred other awards. That's not important. Tell them not to mention where I went to school. I'd like someone to mention that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to give his life serving others. I'd like for someone to say that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to love somebody. I want you to say that day that I tried to be right on the war question. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try to feed the hungry. And I want you to be able to say that day that I did try in my life to clothe those who were naked. I want you to say on that day that I did try in my life to visit those who were in prison. I want you to say that I tried to love and serve humanity. And all of the other shallow things will not matter. I won't have any money to leave behind. I won't have the fine and luxurious things of life to leave behind. But I just want to leave a committed life behind. If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he's traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a Christian ought, if I can bring salvation to a world once wrought, if I can spread the message as the master taught, then my living will not be in vain. Amen.